And rolling. We laying down some tape. We're laying some tape. All right. And some ones and zeros. <laughs> is that what they do nowadays? Yeah. Well, here we go. What is up, asymmetry listeners? Ooh, yeah. Do I sound like him? Uh, sound like Troy. I have to work on that. <laughs> okay. Well, we are laying down some intros for some podcasts that we had done while we were in Belgium. Yeah. The trophy 2020. I got to be your travel buddy. Yeah, Lime was my travel buddy. <laughs> also my roommate too, which yeah. was not uh, not as enjoyable as most people would think it would oh, have been. Oh, that's all. Yeah, that, that was, was not a... fun. You know, everyone was worried about the coronavirus. I was worried about Lyme. <laughs> the Lyme virus? <laughs> no, the Lyme disease. <laughs> Could have been a corona in Lyme. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we were uh, we were there in Belgium, and while we were there, we we took the recording equipment with us. Yeah, and we did some recording, some podcasts with some various professionals that we that were there at the show. And uh, I think there's a, what, how many five or six podcasts five, that we five did? five podcasts yeah. with us, and yeah, just yeah. you and I. Yeah, just and these are just short little podcasts, they're like 20, 30, 40 30 minutes, to forty five you know? minutes. Yeah, yeah thirty forty five. Kind of short. We're asking some very specific questions as far as you know who they are and. How long have they been doing bonsai and things like that? Something that's kind of interesting. And most of these people I have seen, I'm, 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 maybe you have too. But, yeah, uh, YouTube, magazines, Bonsai Focus, yeah, mm-hmm. all that stuff, yeah. yeah. And actually meet them for the first time in person was kind of a, uh, I guess, starstruck to some degree. You know, yeah, it was kind it's of funny. neat. So, um, so today, this podcast that we're, we're introducing today is with uh, Anthony Smith. Yep. And he's down in South Africa. Yeah, and his webpage and, is uh, Willow Bonsai. Mm-hmm. Dot com. And he was one of the ones that Ryan said to us, make sure you do a podcast with him. Yeah, and I, I've always yeah. wanted to meet him because yeah. that vest. I've seen photos of him in his vest before. So. You got to love that vest. <laughs> and, you know, I, I didn't know who he was until I seen the vest. I'm like, wait a minute. I remember that vest, yeah, too, you know? that's famous. So, you know, the first thing that came to my mind was office space with Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> and uh, yeah. not have enough bling, but Anthony has flare, a flare. lot of flair. Yes, a yeah. lot not of flair. It's 21 pieces of flair. Oh, 21 pieces of flair. <laughs> <laughs> little movie quote for everyone. Yeah. So sit back, relax, enjoy this uh, little podcast here with Ant- Anthony Smith. Yeah. And uh, when you get a moment, take a look at his website. Some really interesting material that he works with down in South Africa, which is you know totally unique to that area. Uh, the acacias and so forth. Uh, yeah, different stuff than anywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and we'll, I, I think he's also in Bonsai Focus. Was it this month? Yeah, or is the, it? Mar- the March episode. Or March... Yes. Uh, uh, Matt, yeah, this mm-hmm. March episode, yeah. Yeah. So if you take a look at that, there's some there's a little Q and A that uh, Bonsai Focus had 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 done with him, um, and uh, I think that's it. Yeah, so, check it out, guys. Yeah. Enjoy. Same yeah. here, but yeah. <laughs> uh, but we'll just kind of just take it off the cuff here, okay? So yeah, no, that's but, perfect. Uh, yeah. And just a short little um, discussion here about who you are. Where you live at and things like that. So, yeah, 100%. Okay. so, and I'm extremely nervous right now because there's one thing about, and you can tape all this at this point, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so, there's one thing I can talk to you just off mic. Oh, yes. But to put it on the mic, oh my goodness, now it's like I'm just like, just, it you does, know, it does know, get a little bit, yeah, intimidating. I, when, you when know? I, yeah, when I first started, it was with demos, I had the same problem. Yeah. I couldn't talk in front of 10 people. And the one time a radio station actually like phoned me and they were like, listen, they want to talk. And I was like, no ways. Not a chance in hell. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to speak in front of like two million people. So, mm-hmm. no. It's, it's just uh, a microphone. I know it's just a microphone. These days it's a lot better. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah. it's not just a microphone. It's a, it's a thousand and thousands of ears that will hear what you said. Who cares? For eternity. <laughs> <laughs> you know what you, I mean? You got to get to a point where it's like, and you shouldn't worry about, whatever people say because the the few opinions that matter 
that's not the the bulk of the masses. Wow. So it's mine. My opinion matters. That's yeah. all that matters. So. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, for those of you that are listening here, we've got uh, in front of us here at the trophy, uh, Anthony Smith. I just met you yesterday for the first time, I think, right? Uh, Ryan knows you. Yes. Now, yeah. how, what's, how's, what's the relationship? How did you know Ryan? So in 2015, Ryan was at a convention in South Africa. It was actually done at Stellenbosch in Cape Town. And that's where I met him for the first time. So a bit of a sort of a real cool moment that I managed to see him and, you know, get his signatures and all the normal stuff that yeah. you do when you, you see one of the stars of Bonsai. And yeah, from there we got talking and I was going to apprentice with him at one stage, just come for a couple of months, but yeah, funds and things like that at that stage when we changed over because I used to do landscaping oh. and then we changed over to bonsai and we're doing this full time. So obviously funds were a little bit tight <laughs> at that So point. you're from South Africa? Yeah, from South Africa. Yeah. So originally you were always from Pretoria, yeah. um, born and raised there yeah, since since I was young, and yeah, it's a really really cool cool place to be in. So you're you're, you're talking to Americans here, so yeah, we know where South Africa is, but uh, and you live where? What's the name of the city? Again? So so Pretoria, Johannesburg is the okay. the main airport. So yeah. we in the um, High Felt region. So Cape Town would be lower towards the south, and then we more towards the north um, side of of Pretoria. Okay. Um, sort of centralized um, above. I don't know. Well, the Free State, and there's a couple of different places around us, but Free State is the hub of any of the farming communities and that sort of thing. So the main high felt is actually where they found gold in Joburg and that's uh, why they settled there in the sort of I think it's about 150 200 years ago more mm -hmm. or less yeah. yeah so is it like a, a suburb is it is it um two I big mean, cities or is it yeah. I mean where you live at is it it's so you live in the city then correct okay. correct yeah so it's the east of Pretoria so mm -hmm. it's quite a nice area nice big open spaces lots of nice big trees so it's an older area um but it's very very nice it's pretty much about three or four blocks from where I grew up. Mm -hmm. So I've always loved the area and never want to want to move from there unless yeah. it's like really overseas. But that's that's a big decision, obviously. Yeah. So you said we did landscaping. Who's we? So I've got a company that I started about probably about 12 or 13 years ago was my landscaping company. And my wife was very integral in helping. She did her own sort of thing. She was a secretary, um, a, a, actually was a secretary and then became a personal assistant for a financial firm. And eventually once things were going a little bit south of the financial firm, we then decided we're going to do the bonsai thing and we're going to just hit it and mm. hit it out of the park and obviously any new business is really difficult but yeah we've just persevered um, what was your first uh, introduction to bonsai then when i was 12 my mom is a dancing teacher and she got given at the end of the year with all the gifts and things that people normally give her she got given a little bonsai tree so I looked at this and I thought, okay, this looks interesting and started looking after it, went and bought two more little retail little trees, cheap things, and then read the books. And the first thing I can remember is you look in the books and you go, oh, repotting, root pruning. And you go, ah. and you rip it out and cut the roots and put it back in again. Yeah. And let's put it this way, none of the trees uh, survived. Yeah. <laughs> but the bug bit and it bit badly. Um, yeah. Pretty much everything that I earned, my pocket money, my sort of 
work that I was doing on weekends went into the the art form. Um, there was a where lot would you go to buy it? Where would you go? Is there whether nurseries or whether? So the the ones that I bought was from a retail sort of grocer. Um, mm-hmm. So they do a lot of food and clothes and things like that, and they've got a little section that they've got um, cut roses and a couple of different oh. sort of okay. potted plants. So those are the really cheap stuff, really easy to get hold of, but not great quality. But obviously, it's got its place. Mm-hmm. So it is necessary in the bonsai world to have those like really crappy yep. stuff a little bit because yeah it brought me into the art form so yeah, yeah it's not the best we want to train people and say that's not the be all and end all of, of bonsai but it's it's a good opportunity to break the ice so how did you start progressing to where you are today at the trophy so from there i joined a couple of clubs there was a club that i had an integral part of starting as well about i think it was about 10 years ago mm-hmm. with my mentor and that as well um, we left that eventually because we wanted to do our own thing and we wanted to do a workshop and five years ago now um, in february we started the bonsai addicts club in south africa and that was sort of off of a workshop that i was doing we wanted to give our members more and within the first three years we got to the biggest club in africa so we've got over 100 members and yeah it's just not heard of to be able to get that amount of members as quick as what we did hmm, wow so I, I, we got to back up a minute. you said your mother was a teach dance teacher correct yeah and you dropped a bomb on us as you walked in here. What's this <laughs> yes. bomb you dropped on us here? What, what yeah. did you do before this? So when I was probably about eight or nine, I was at an estate fit with my mom. And yeah. she was doing modern ballet tap. And I saw some tap dancing and started doing tap dancing. Lick it and stick it. Yeah. So <laughs> it was it was quite an interesting thing because there was no males doing it at that oh, stage. Wow. And there was a lot of all the competition and all the females were obviously there that were my competition. And I got a lot of flack because it was, I would come in, do a, do a sort of a competition and then walk away with it because I'm a lot, obviously a man is a lot stronger in your legs and that sort of thing. So you can do the beats better. Um, and yeah, that sort of got to a point where I started doing auditions. And the one audition was actually weird. It was supposed to be a workshop. And the tap dogs were in South Africa. And they eventually were like, okay, cool. Let's do an audition, guys. And I was like, okay, this is hectic. So after that, we did the auditions. And I got to be in the final eight. And I was chosen at the age of 15 to be part of their, their cast. Oh, that's awesome. Did you get good dates? Uh, not, not so much. The oh, dancers are... <laughs> you. you were their competition. Yeah, pretty much. But yeah, the dancing scene is, you know, the girls, they, they're all really beautiful, but yeah, yeah they're slightly, slightly full dance. of nonsense as well. Uh. <laughs> but yeah, it was a good, it was a good thing. But, you know, if I look back on it, it's, my life would have been completely different. I would have been yeah. in the UK. I would have been dancing, probably finalizing my studies in the UK. And yeah, eventually the things didn't work out properly uh, because they brought in, especially tap dogs, it's all male. And they brought in women into the cast and the next year it sort of fell flat a little bit. Ah. So that's why we never got sort of brought up. And then, yeah, I went into the landscaping scene. Well, that's good. Glad it went flat. They made a mistake. Good for us, right? Correct. Yeah. <laughs> no. So just those small little things that change your life forever. But I'm yeah. I'm very happy with the way things are turning out at this stage. Definitely. Yeah, that was fun. So when you were first introduced to bonsai, so then how did you come about learning about it? Were there magazines? Were there books? Did you? 
or yeah. the people in, in South Africa that were already doing it that you started talking with and studying with? Correct. So in the beginning, it was a bit difficult because those were the years before serious internet connection and good web browsers and that type of thing. So books were the main thing. But the one thing I did notice is that books repeat the same information in just different ways. So we then looked at trying to find That's a club. A good point. Yeah, so it, it was point. it was it was difficult in the beginning because yeah. you sort of look, and that's why I don't read many books these days because yeah. I prefer to do it practically. Um, I'm not a good theoretical guy. Um, I can learn very easy from practical experience, but theoretical knowledge or learning it out of a book is not my forte. Yeah. But yeah, we had that. So then I joined a club, and the clubs were very. I wouldn't say antiquated, but it was good for me in the beginning because I learned the basics and there was a lot of learning that I could do. But there, was, there came a point where it was like I got stuck in a box and I couldn't go anywhere and it was like the left, right, back sort of thing and that's the way you need to do it and mm -hmm. that's all they, they were de teaching. And I found that, yeah, I needed something different. So the guy that was also part of the club, I started doing his workshops and there I learned a hell of a lot of information. So it was probably about 14, 15 years that I was part of his workshop group. Wow. So South Africa. So what were you? What sort of material were you working with at that time? We've yeah, got a lot of yeah. There's a lot of stuff that's obviously retail orientated, um, and then you get stuff that people have dug and that sort of thing. Our best material is we've got really good thorn trees. So our bush felt material. We've got trees that we haven't even worked on yet that are amazing material that we need to start really utilizing. Oh, lots properly. of potential down there. Yeah, correct. Oh, and I know when cool. when Ryan was there in Stellenbosch, she was like, "Listen, guys, you've got some of the best material in the world here. Yeah. You just need to work it correctly." Yeah. So we've got a lot of learning, and we're a little bit far behind, you know, the curve at the moment in South Africa. Africa, we need to get exposure and pretty much when we get people in that come and demonstrate you know it's it's a good exposure but it's too little we yeah. need to continuously build on the expertise and the knowledge that we're getting and at the moment yeah. we we're sort of sitting in a bubble there in South Africa and doing our own thing and not really progressing at the rate which you see like at the trophy and these places it's just amazing the trees that are, yeah, that this are is here phenomenal so yeah, you went level. so you went to Spain Correct. So how, how, how did that work as far as taking that one into continuing the knowledge? So what we did is when I was in the UK and I got invited to demonstrate at the UK National Bonsai Show in Bury, we met Rafa Torres, um, we met Bjorn, um, Hugo, and then obviously Tony Tickle that arranged the event. And the nice thing about that is I got exposure and I got to meet some of the really good demonstrators. And from there, I spoke to Rafa and I said to him, we would like to get more experience. I want to apprentice. I know that I don't have the knowledge that I need to and the skills to sort of really push the boundaries. Um, and I need to learn as much as I can. So when he came to South Africa um, in the next year, well, no, it was the same year. Let me just think. It was Barry. Yeah, Barry. And then we had two months later, we had our convention in South Africa, the ABC5. And he was there as well. And at that point, he said to me, listen, come this week and then you come with me to the trophy. And then I thought, okay, cool. This is already an amazing experience. And I wasn't trying to push myself too, too hard. And then it was, okay, can we bring some of our students with? And he was like, yeah, no problem. Bring, bring your students, and the students that I brought won the new talent, the national new talent in South Africa three years ago and last year. So those are the two students that I brought with so that we can really put that information in the younger generation and give them the experiences that I never got because I never had that opportunity to go overseas or do anything, even though I would have loved to do it. Um, so we want to give the opportunities that well, I never got. How old are you? 
32. I tell a lot of people here, the young generation. Now, <laughs> yeah. 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 But, but, you know, You're even going even younger. <laughs> hats off to you, brother. I mean, that's got to be done. That's important. Yeah, you know? and it's, it's all about passing it on. You know, yeah. you need to, you can't Expose think about yourself. Yeah. yeah. So if, if they can be better in half the time than it took me to get to my right. point, then, then I'd be happy. You know, that yeah. that's the best thing for me. I can do well with my designs and do well with other things. But to me, what brought a tear to my eye was when my student won the national new talent last oh, year. Oh, that's so good. That, that yeah. was the Congrats. best. No trees yeah. of mine winning or anything like that. That wasn't a problem. But him winning, that just made it the best. So yeah, that, that, that meant a lot to me. Yeah, That's fulfillment right there. Yeah, correct. Yeah. So then um, Spain, is it uh, kind of a um, mecca for people wanting to study bonsai? in South Africa? Well, let me put it to you this way. We're the first group of South Africans that are actually doing this. Mm. Normally, if people go overseas, they might demonstrate, maybe at a national conference or a WBFF event or something like that. This is the first time that we've actually done something on the scale and brought students along as well. Wow, we're watching the beginnings. Yeah, so this is definitely a start, and we want to actually, every year we want to do this. We want to go to different places. Um, I've managed also, because I spoke to Bjorn in the UK, I'm also going to America in October, and I'm going to spend a month with him and really experience the, the US sort of side. My parents also live in, in Denver now. They immigrated last year. Mm-hmm. so In Denver? Denver. Yeah. Oh, well, then. so you're just a few miles away from Mirai. Yeah, yeah. What are you doing, man? Yeah. <laughs> so we definitely. I'm going to be there Get every over to year. Portland, come so now, every yeah. year I'm going to be doing different destinations, and mm-hmm. definitely the next the next one is is going to be coming to Mirai. Yeah. Oh, it's been a thing of mine that I was so angry with myself that I couldn't go and I couldn't do that whole trip that I planned. Yeah. But yeah, it's still on the bucket list. Mm-hmm. Definitely. All right. Well, oh, nice. So in South Africa, you mentioned a thorn tree earlier, yes. right? So as far as your native materials that you're working with, I mean, there's some there's some education that has to be learned as far as how to yes. handle the species and so forth, right? Correct. So when you're in Spain, um, obviously different material altogether, right? Mm. I mean... Well, yes, in certain sp- sort of things, the olives very similar, but the deadwood is a big, big difference. Mm. The, the trees that grow up in the mountains are just unbelievable. Yeah, I've been so, seeing some of that. When we were over at Danny's uh, Ginkgo, Mm-hmm. We saw some Spanish yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. So normally Holy the, the cow, best man. olives that you see, like when I was in the UK, was the same. The, the, the two best trees on show with olives all come from Mallorca. Can you take that material down to South Africa? Okay. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. you can oh, transfer yeah. down there. Correct. Can you yeah. bring the stuff up or no? We can, as long as we've got a phytosanitary certificate. So ah, it's okay. actually yeah. not a big problem. Because big problem. yeah, we do eventually want to get some of our species. We've got really good um, indigenous species that grow like figs. They grow like wild ficus and that. Mm. But they've got a beautiful leaf and they've got even better bark texture that it looks like paper. They call it a uh, type of a yeah. paper bark. Um, it's actually a red-stemmed corkwood is the proper common name to it. Um, it's an amazing tree that grows wild. It almost looks like a Boabab mm-hmm. when it gets big. Oh. So really, really good stuff that we want to eventually start taking cuttings, taking it to different parts of the world and seeing how people work with it. Mm-hmm. But the species that I most enjoy will probably be the wild figs that we have in South Africa because that's one of the best fig species is in Natal and in Otsuering. There's really amazing figs that we get. Yeah, they don't grow so well in Portland. Yeah, the cold is a <laughs> slight <laughs> issue. Yeah, <laughs> We're, they're, not, they're not our fans. <laughs> what does that look like? So you, a wild fig, you just you walk out your front door, 
you how do you get a wild fig in, in South Africa? Unfortunately, where we stay, not as easy. So we, because we're more in the high felt, more dry conditions. So as soon as you go down to the coast to where Durban um, and anywhere on the northeast side of South Africa, you would find a lot of good material because it's a lot more dry and damp and all that sort of thing there. So mm-hmm. um, there's, there's good stuff and it actually grows like in the gutters in there there's bridges where the figs have gone into the bridge and they've just created the root system and they're just growing wild oh, so wow. they are amazing amazing stuff there's some good guys in Durban that are working with them and they're getting out amazing material so really really good stock and then between that and obviously the bushveld stuff and the acacias and our olives as well because we've got really really good olive stock mm-hmm. but we are we need to just obviously well, work them I bring it what kind of acacias are down we've there? got a lot. Um, a lot there's I saw a lot when I was in Australia yeah, so ours, you They're know, similar? Um, similar. Ours has got the thorns on it, where um, a lot of the Australian ones don't, don't have the no, thorns on. They don't. That's why it's weird because acacia is from the Greek word acanthus, yeah. which is thorn. And the acacia ones, or the Australians sort of took the name from us. So our acacias are actually called Senegalia and Virgilia and that sort of thing now. So a huh. little bit of a different sort of way with a botany sort of side, but. Yeah, the, the, the Galpinias and the Burkeis that we use are probably some of the best. And they're your black monkey thorn and your normal monkey thorn. Do you clip the thorns or? When we wire them sometimes, but yeah, you've yeah. got to be careful that you don't go too far. Otherwise, you damage the, the node underneath it. Ah. But yeah, the, the acacias, we get massive stock and yeah. they grow really fast. You can develop a tree within about two, three years. You can develop really good branch structure and then start working into the ramification wow, and the refinement. Is, is that yeah. what we're looking at here on this first page of... Uh, that's correct. So that's one's actually a black monkey so thorn. What, what so is this? what, what we're, we're looking, looking at today, we're looking at bonsai focus uh, issue one sixty three, one eighty six. I guess that's this one coming yeah, out next month. Yeah. This this month, yeah, this the March, comes the March out this month. Yeah. yeah, and Anthony so you should be is, getting uh, this in the mail. <laughs> Correct. Anthony is one of the profiles in this magazine. You'll see a couple of different uh, pages here, various questions that I uh, hope we're not uh, <laughs> duplicating here. But uh, there's a number of trees here, and I think the one on the top left corner is mm-hmm. a. That's, that's the black black monkey thorn, yeah. That's one of my wow. special ones that I've been developing. It was bought from a nursery, but there was a lot of branches. It was in a normal garden pot, so there's a lot of work that's actually been done on the tree, mm-hmm. but it's got amazing character. That The special part of that tree is the guy that grows them grows from seed. So that specific one is the same age as I am. So that just makes it oh, that much cool. more special, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So as far as the aesthetics of this, obviously these aren't in the United States. So nope. when I'm looking at this, if I was to go out in, into the native landscape in South Africa, is this kind of like how they grow? Is this their... their Correct. So it, it's two ways that they sort of grow. The one would be because of the wildlife. So your giraffes, um, any of your major wildlife will be eating them, and especially the giraffes, because mm-hmm. that's why they grow so tall. Because mm-hmm. as soon as they get past a certain point, and also why they don't have any branch structure lower down or underneath, is because the giraffes just chew it off so they have to have that sort of flattish sort of canopy um, the one that's in the book is actually more sort of towards the Pierneuf style which is a style that was coined from Charles Saronio that was one of the big bonsai masters in South Africa and that's got the rounded canopy and then we've got the others which are completely flat so between the animals and then also the environment because we get up to 40 degrees in South Africa and further up in, in southern Africa they've got to that's protect Celsius. So yeah, that's correct, Celsius. That's yes, correct, <laughs> correct. Yeah, we work in Celsius. Yeah. <laughs> so we, the, the other thing is for the root system. So when they're growing, they need to protect the underneath side from the heat. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. 
So when collecting these trees in the wild, do you have to worry about the lion, tigers, and bears? Like oh not where we collect. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's not that bad. I know it's a lot not. of people sort of expect to walk out the airport and go, where's the lions? You know, uh, what's yeah. the, but they're all in, in, in parks and pretty safe and oh, that sort okay. of thing. No so. hippos running around after <laughs> nah, you? Okay. Nah, no, luckily no. not. Yeah, so. what, do you ever see any, any wildlife when you're out collecting? We do. There's a lot of the places, especially where we get our olives, they've got cattle that are grazing oh. um, and there's a lot of bird life and, you know, various sort of things that we do see. Mm-hmm. Um, we also get, I'm trying to think of the English for it, um, Pumba from the Lion King. Oh, or Pumba. We call it a flakvark in Afrikaans. Flakvark. Yeah. So ah, they, they that's a good everywhere. fun name. Yeah. <laughs> huh. So they, they everywhere and we often see them. They're a little bit aggressive when they've got babies, obviously, but really, really nice animals. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we, we collect just general sort of friendly sort of things nothing really too hectic you don't any of the parks you're not allowed to get out of your vehicle because of the lions and the the big five that's normally around mm-hmm. mm. there we go, <laughs> there <you> go. <laughs> so being here at the trophy today i mean have you do you do you see something like the trophy uh actually starting in south africa do you think the the climate is ready for that or does it still need a little more growth So things are definitely improving. Uh, We are doing a lot of work behind the scenes from our side with our club and through our business as well to get the bonsai into the public realm because a lot of the things that have happened or the sort of national organizations – things are behind closed doors or if we do an event it's like at a church and there's not much advertising so Mm. the public doesn't really know about it so through social media and also with what we're doing we're planning this year to do a big show at a shopping center that the public can go in and they can see what's happening and they can actually visually see the demonstrations from outside that they can see what's going on and get an interest for it so we're building that interest as fast as we can so I think eventually so it's a will. pretty public a lot of public people non bonsai yes. people are going to be correct, able to walk correct. by and see Yeah, this. so just a normal shopping center in yeah. Pretoria but the the people that are walking through there it's quite an upper class shopping center oh. and we'll have workshops will have uh, a show sales and a huge demonstration area that we're going to be doing there. Will people mm. be able to show up and just participate yeah, correct oh, yeah so if they sort of that's from the awesome. sides looking and they're like oh this looks interesting they yeah. pay the fee to sit down and yeah they can participate and then that's there'll be information so we we're hoping it will will really work well and this is the basis of sort of working out the kinks to then get bigger and bigger each year and then eventually hopefully i think it's something like this size will take a long time for south africa because we don't have the amount of people that are interested in mm-hmm. bonsai like you have in europe but I think we can do something similar and also the quality of the professionalism I think is possible. Well, looking at the pictures of some of the trees in this in this magazine you've got, I mean... Yeah, my goodness, bro. I could see a few of these trees in the show right now. You know what I mean? Oh, thanks. Trophy, I, think, so. I don't think yeah. they're on quality yet, but well. yeah. <laughs> um, so then, so if you were to just say bonsai to someone in, in South Africa, would they kind of like, what is that? Would they, would they like, or, you know, like you say that in the United States, most people will know what it is, you know? Mm. Um, a good portion of people would know. Most people. Yeah. So is we that... Do have the, we have that percentage of, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why would you do that? In South Africa, would someone like just totally just not know what it is or... Most people would know what it mm-hmm. is, but they would sort of see it as the trees they see in the shops. Or, the little whips. Or, or like Mr. Miyagi, you know, yeah. the, the obvious sort of ones that they know of, but mm-hmm. not much further than that. Um, so that's why we do a lot of education. And a lot of people, when they walk through the show, they sort of look at the trees and they go, sis, you know, what are, what are they doing with the trees? They're damaging the trees and oh. they, they like, 
degrading the, the the natural environment and the it's trees are all they they it's like they've been whipped mm-hmm. you know or it's like degraded so it's 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 a problem that we sort of say to them okay listen the trees are actually so well looked after better than your trees in the garden and then they start realizing that it's actually not a bad thing it's a good thing so mm-hmm. we're doing a lot of education with that well, we think of South Africa as, I mean, I just think of Africa just being hot, right? Mm. So is, what's the difficulties in, in keeping trees hydrated throughout the, the warm season? Is that, is that, uh, is that a, an issue? Is that something that has is challenge? It is a challenge. We get major uh, heat, especially where we are. Um, so sometimes we'd have to water up to three times a day to make sure that the trees are at least, you know, just managing to get through the day. Mm-hmm. Um, because most of the time what we do is our pot choice is also changed because of our environment. So we can't do like the Japanese and you see in other places, those really thin containers. Mm-hmm. That's just not possible. So we, especially with our indigenous material, we have to go deeper for the root systems just to have that extra little bit of bulk. And then our soil mixes are also very, very different. So we mm-hmm. do have a lot of grit, but we have to have some moisture retention particles in that inside as well to make sure we have good drainage but good moisture retention yeah. that it can make its way through the day so watering three times a day i mean is that is that um, possible for someone who's a hobbyist that has to go to work you know so not everyone that's the biggest problem that we find is is soil mediums is is a issue because people don't understand the basics behind it and they'll just plant a tree in pure compost and then when they bring it to us and go i don't know what's wrong with my tree and it's actually the roots are dying mm-hmm. and that's the tree's just about near death and yeah. we've got to try and now make a miracle and see what we can do mm-hmm. but it, it it's easier for us because we've got an automatic irrigation system and a lot of people are installing them but most mm-hmm. people will water twice a day and that will be sufficient it's only when we get heavy heat waves that it really becomes an issue so that's when people the leaves start falling off and you might get a bit of branch dieback on the hobbyists yeah a lot, lot of shade cloth then and stuff like that correct we yeah. most of our trees we actually grow outside um, yeah. the nursery that we've got is under shade cloth and that's mainly for hail and normally it was like you know okay we don't get big hail and normally like little little tiny little gravel sort of pieces and then this year we got golf ball size wow. hail that came down the one month there goes some branches yeah Come yeah out. branches and leaves Pots. and it, it literally the swimming pool that's in our garden it looked like about 100 people were shooting shotgun shells into the swimming pool <laughs> mm-hmm. so it was about half a meter spikes of water coming out Whoa. constantly that is crazy so, in south uh, africa yeah we never, get we get heavy amazing. hail in certain areas, especially in Joburg. There's like a belt that runs through. They had tennis ball size hail about a year ago. Hmm. So it, it is a problem, but where we stay, not as much. We're a little bit more shielded because of the hills and that around mm-hmm. us. So a bit easier. Hmm. So you, you, you have a nursery, so you're, you do this full time. That's correct, yeah. And how is it that you're associated? Now, I, I know you study with Rafa, is that correct? That's correct, yeah. We and apprentice. so you've continued the friendship since then, because yes. you're now here at the Trophy, correct. assisting him in his booth? Is That's that- correct. Okay. So I drove up with him through France, and uh, yeah, taking the two-and-a-half-day trip from Mallorca with the eight-hour ferry, and then the day-and-a-half traveling. You drove up? Yeah, we drove from, from Mallorca. From South Africa? No, from Mallorca. From Mallorca. Oh, yeah. from Mallorca. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. So we took the ferry from Mallorca to Barcelona and then a day and a half to, to get up to, to the trophy. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow, that's something else. That's a, d- so that's a trip. Yeah. Is it it is beautiful? A trip, Good yeah. drive? Very nice. I enjoyed it. Um, yeah. It's the first time that I was driving on the other side of the road. Oh. And, yeah, so that was <laughs> oh, you guys, very… What yeah. side do you drive on? In, we in, drive on the left. 
Oh. Yeah, so a completely new experience. Mm. And then to throw it all into the mix, we had snow and we had ice and we had rain. Freaking weirdos down there. Driving on the wrong side of the road. Yeah, so that was interesting <laughs> to say the least, but it's, it's a lot better now. So Rafa was like in the beginning, I could see he was a little bit stressed. And then after the first two hours, it was much, much better. Yeah. Uh, nice. But yeah, it was a really good trip. Got to see amazing stuff. Um, it's very cool cultures mm -hmm. and, you know, through France and then into Belgium. It's Belgium is cool because in South Africa, we speak Afrikaans. And that's derived from Belgium, Flams. There's a whole bunch of, of languages that it comes from. Oh, oh, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, that so there's, there's actually a lot of the stuff here Did that you know I can that? understand. Mm. Oh. So the menus, most of the time now in Spain, Dessa and Rafa has been translating for us. So now here in Belgium, I can at least help them <laughs> and translate all this stuff. Yeah. It's, 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 it's very similar. There's some yeah. stuff, and I spoke to some people, and some people understand me perfectly. And then others are like in uh, English. And I was like, mm -hmm. okay, cool. Sorry, obviously you don't understand the, the South African accent or the Afrikaans that yeah. we're talking. So it's, it's been interesting. So who's taking care of the garden while you're here? My wife. Your wife. Yeah. Okay. Oh. So she's holding down the fort, mm -hmm. busy with the pottery side. So she's got she to make pottery. sure. Correct. She's a potter. Yeah. Well. So she's been doing it for about three and a half years. Oh, the, the, sweet. The, the way we started is I bought a kiln and I bought a whole bunch of bonsai pots. And she thought I was completely crazy. And I started playing around with clay and molds and everything. And she started getting into it. And we did some classes for about three months. And at one stage, problems with her work. And I said to her, cool, let's do this. And you're now going to continue and work with me in my business. And we're going to do the pottery. And we're going to do this full time. And it's going to be tough in the beginning. But we've done it. And we've, mm. we've got our pots on show here at EBPC. I we've, love hearing success stories like that. Mm -hmm. It's so awesome. Yeah, it, it's That's really so come, come far in such a short time. Yeah. If we look at our pots that we started off with, they were terrible. Some I of them feel the same way about mine. <laughs> <laughs> I still feel that way about them. Yeah, you, you'll never be happy, put it no, that way. I don't think a potter's ever happy with his no. work. But yeah, Mavoni does a great job. And she does all the fine details. So we use a lot of mold um, yeah. to do our stuff. But if you see where it starts to where it finishes the Not final product, close. it's a huge, mm. huge difference. Yeah. There's a lot of work that she puts in. Yeah, sometimes it's good just to get like a, a quick bump out and then you can change it from there. Mm. Kind of yeah. like a, uh, like a, Pretty a much, blank yeah. slate. Pretty much, yeah. Correct, yeah. yeah. So then we play around with different glazes, unglazed. Yeah. Um, and then we can also, we're going to be doing a lot of um, sort of like you see with the work that Walsall and the guys in the, in the UK are doing. Yeah. Where they apply like flowers or leaves and things like that mm -hmm. onto it or dragons and that. We're going to be doing similar sort of things, but we are going to be doing some African stuff as well. Mm. See what I got from Thor? I saw that yesterday. Yeah, that's, that's amazing <laughs> pot. You're lucky. I was also scoping that one out uh, yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> you snooze, you lose, yeah, buddy. There we go, exactly. <laughs> Describe the pot for those that uh, uh, so, can't see uh, it. Thor is one of these incredible potters, hangs out with Tom and them. It is. So uh, I'll post a picture of it on my Instagram, Portland Bonsai. And it's reddish and it's a bone. Uh, the rim is a bone, bones. And then it's got these skulls for the uh, for the legs, but they they drop from the rim all the way down. They're really cool. Yeah, it's very his style. Yes, it's very correct. him. Yeah, that is typical Thor, with yeah. especially with the skulls, as the feet and it's all just, that. It's his. It's you know it. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I it, had to grab that. It is actually pretty cool looking. Oh, I have to, I have to oh. admit that. So oh, that's yeah. an amazing part. Yeah, I, I saw yesterday. I was uh, Tony Tickle was there, and he gave Thor a present, and he and he was like, "Okay, what's this?" So he 
pulls it out of the bag and Tony Tickle managed oh. to get him a skull, yeah. soap and a rope. Uh, <laughs> so what is he telling him there? Yeah, I was like, you know, I'll never, I'll never use this. Tony's like, no, 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 you have to oh, use it. So oh, he's, he's like, I'll take a picture when I'm using it. It's like, it's okay, thanks. I got a pot. Tom, Tom Bender's got a pot for me too. I'm going to go pick up. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. Uh, they're amazing potters. So, Aren't they great? Yeah, I've been yeah. talking to Thor. He's right across the way from where Rafa and I, where yeah. our stand is and that. So it's mm. it's cool to be able to meet him finally. I've seen his stuff and been following. There's so many people here that I've been following on Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. So it's been a shock to the senses meeting so many different people mm-hmm. that, that I've... Yeah, it's kind of yeah. like we all know each other because we all kind of see the same... We post things. We're Correct. like, oh, I like that. Ooh. Yes, exactly. So we're yeah. all in love with the same stuff, you yeah. know? <laughs> we're all, we all crazy, crazy bonsai yeah. maniacs. <laughs> you know, these tiny tree things. Yeah. <laughs> we're finding that uh, as we talk to people about doing podcasts uh, here in Europe that... Uh, a lot of people don't listen to podcasts. Yeah, Europeans aren't is listening that, to podcasts. Is that the, you, do you see that to be the case? Even? We do what I do. Um, I listen quite a few times. There's some things that I miss because we're quite busy. So we work sometimes 14-hour days between the pottery and the nursery. But I try my best to try and listen to as many things as possible. Normally what works the best where I find podcasts nicer is I can work and work on a tree or do pottery and it can be playing in the background. Yeah. Where a video, you know, you can't do that. There's yeah. sections that you're going to miss and it's, it's difficult to, to keep going and following yeah. the, the video. So to me, that's why I like it. So I, can I like at least for driving too. Ah, yes. Long drives in the yeah, United States. Yeah. Everything's 10,000 mi- miles away. Yeah, you guys have got a huge country, yeah, I think. No, yeah. South great. Africa, we feel, is big. But yeah, when you get to the US, <laughs> I think that's going to be game. the biggest thing for me is just the scale of everything yeah, there. Because yeah, I know my parents and my brother, when they walked into the IKEA shop, it's like in 10 times bigger than mm-hmm. our biggest shop that we've got in South Africa. Well, get used to that scale because you're going to have to expand it to get over to Marai. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's going to happen. Don't you worry. <laughs> so, here, so here we've got the start of a new year basically right so is there anything on the horizon for you in the next year that you're kind of looking forward so, to hoping yeah there's there's quite a lot that we're busy with we've got obviously from the pottery side we've got lots of new releases that we're doing and you know new ideas that we want to try and you know get all the information that we're going to pick up from especially from here mm-hmm. and bring it back to south africa and up our standards and bring in some different ideas the, the main thing that we're working towards is our show, like I said earlier, that we're going to be doing in the shopping center and getting the, the sort of mm-hmm. kinks and that worked out with that. And then just after that, I'm going to be on to Apprentice for a month. Okay. So that that's going to be the next big thing. And then I'm going to Washington. There's a convention, I think, in Washington in October. I think the oh, 8th. No, September? You mean the, uh, the national show in, in New York? No, it's not the national one. There's another oh. one that I think Maura is also going to the one. It's in October. I think it's the 8th or the 9th, somewhere around about there. So I'll be traveling mm. with, with Bjorn to, to Washington, D.C. And okay. you know, I don't know. I can't remember what the name of it is, but it's like a learning conference. Well, September is, is the national show. You're no, going to be the there New for York that. That's the New York one. Yeah, um, New unfortunately, that's when our show in South Africa is. So mm. that's oh, why I'm not going yeah. to get that one. But I'm leaving the 29th of September to get to the U.S. Oh, okay. Wow. Oh. Yeah. Darn. Well, very nice. Well, let's... Uh, Let's wrap it up. Yeah, we've that was fun. A, Thank you so much. We've got a show much. down below. Uh, to, to yeah, I'm going to go walk around a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Check a lot out. of vendor stuff to check out. Oh, yes. You, you have your eyes on anything that... Uh uh, a few things. Yeah, the problem is our rand euro is a little bit weak, so mm. prices for us are quite expensive. Oh. Um, but there are some really good stuff. I love the little bronze uh, figures oh, and Frank. that. Yeah, from mm-hmm. Frank. Frank's and killing it down yeah. there, right? That's so there's some beautiful. really, really good stuff. I got my mother a bracelet. Oh really? Okay. Yeah, yeah, from Frank. 
Is that, a, oh wow! Yeah, that's sweet. That kind of got it's like he, a little. He tells everyone bracelet. it's for his mother, but it's really yeah. for him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when I'm when I'm cross dressing, you know. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, it's got like a little bonsai and it's just a charm. Yeah, he's he does great work. Yeah, his yeah. quality is amazing. Yeah, uh, I saw him first in in Japan at the conference in 2017. And yeah, yeah, I've been following his stuff. You have since some then. stuff on his vest. We mm. should describe your vest right here. Yeah, this good luck trying to describe more it. Pins. <laughs> I'd say what maybe. 250, 300 pins are on this jacket. I don't think it's that much, Two, but yeah, I was getting there. It, it weighs <laughs> about about two, three kilograms. There I don't go. know what, <laughs> what that like, is in yeah. pounds, but yeah. <laughs> I got to get you a Mirai patch. I'll bring one in there at my hotel room. Oh, so please. Yeah, that'll I'll mean bring, the world to me. You'll be on the back there? <laughs> oh, yes. I'm, we're actually doing a, uh, a run of patches for Mirai. Okay. And what would go perfect on the back of yours, I'm just saying, mm. we're going to try to do a large, the pine cone. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Cone. That'll be awesome. That'll be the, your center <laughs> back patch. There you go. Oh, you have sent it <laughs> in the post and I'll put it on. I'll leave a space for it at yeah, the back. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to take a picture and post it on your Facebook. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. We got a picture of us. You took a picture of us, right? Oh, so, yeah, 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 I did. Yes, I did. It. Okay. Yeah. So we'll just black me out to get the ugly. <laughs> <out>. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you. All right, Anthony. Thank you very much for sitting down with us. Yeah, you know, we it was awesome. It. Yeah. And have a safe travel back. Are you, how are you getting back home? Are you going back to Majorca? Are you going to. Yeah. Back to Majorca, staying okay. there for another four days, mm-hmm. uh, doing a little bit more work with Rafa, and then flying back uh, 18, 19 hours back to South Africa. Yeah. All right. Wow. Yeah. Well, safe travels then, okay? Thanks sure. so much. Okay. Thank you very much. Cool, okay. cool.